Welcome to the Tennis.com podcast, presented by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis worldwide right to your front door. And now, here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Tennis.com podcast. I'm Ed McGrogan here once again with Pete Bodo and Steve Tigner. Um, I'm going to talk a little women's tennis today uh, for the upcoming summer season. Um, starts up next week in Stanford. Um, Maria Sharapova will actually be in that event. And I thought about talking about women's today because Steve had a little piece on his most recent post about what happens this summer with Serena out of the picture, Justine in and out. And he made a point about Sharapova having a chance to really you know, take an opportunity with this depleted field. Yeah, she... Um I mean, I think she. Otherwise, otherwise, the the summer is sort of, sort of hit and miss. You know, you might get some upsets and some new faces, but Sharapova is somebody who, at least for the last few months, has been improving. But she hasn't quite gotten all the way back. She lost to Justine in a three sets at the French Open, and she lost a close first set to Serena. Pretty much everything has been working, except maybe her serve. Her serve was wasn't bad at Wimbledon, and otherwise, she she played really well at Wimbledon. So this. This seems like, you know, without without the Williams sisters or without Serena around, this is a time for her to, to build her confidence and maybe we'll finally see her back, you know, back as a real threat. Yeah. Yeah, she can make up for some lost ground here, no question about that. I mean, um, but, but then, you know, the other thing is there are a lot of other women have a fair amount to gain from this segment too. So the competition, even though, I mean, Sharapova has to be happy that uh, Serena is not going to be around, Justine is out. On the other hand, you know, Kim Kleisters is sort of, these are the kind of events, I think, where she can really rock and roll and she feels real comfortable and I think she plays real well. Sometimes you got like a Yeleni Yankovic who's also, you know, her her sort of comeback, I'm going back now to when she was ranked number one in the world and then sort of really, really ran off the rails just a couple months later at the Australian Open. She hasn't really found her form again in any consistent basis um, for a long time. So this is another chance for her. You know, for someone like Yankovic, she has to be looking at the hard court season as a chance to kind of clean up and go into the U.S. Open with a lot of confidence. She's been a finalist there. So, you know, another good opportunity for her. But I think she's right about Sharapova. It's a good good chance for her to get a lot of matches, get herself back in a groove, and really be in, in good shape for the Open. Yeah, she, you know, she. I think she's a very divisive um, player just because of what, I, not because of her actions, just because of her game nowadays. I mean, she has had this really these serving woes over the last year or so, um, even longer than that, that have really kind of hampered her. But you know, a lot of people, you know, rightfully so, for a Grand Slam champion, are you know not going to write her off all the way. So I think she gets a lot of opinions either way. Some people might think she can clean up here. Others might think it's just this is the start of the same sort of malaise that's in this part of her career. Um, any more thoughts on you know her in general or Kleisters, like you mentioned, Pete? That's another name who could really. You know, come in this summer. Yes, Kleisters is. She's been funny though. She's she came back at this time last year, and then we all know she won the U.S. Open. But she hasn't done as much as you might have thought. After that, she likes hard court. She likes that true bounce. She's got a you know she's got a good game for that. Um, and she like I think she likes being in the U.S. Her husband's an American. She doesn't feel like she's completely on the road, separated from her life uh, here the way some of the Europeans can. But at the same time. Every time I've thought that she was going to be ready to do something big, she she hasn't done it. So, so I'm not <laughs> not willing to bet on her yet. Well, yeah. another thing to factor in here is a lot of these younger girls. You know, I think one of the uh, one of the uh, advantages, or maybe not, or, or one of the situations that's come up now with so many of the top players being out so often is that it's really a lot of opportunity for you know Azarenka. We saw her t- take take advantage of it a couple 
you know, a year, year or so ago, and you have Klebanova did pretty well, Wickmeyer, you know. So I really wouldn't be surprised if, in addition to the opportunity presented to people, to players who have been number one or have won Grand Slam titles, that also you get you're going to be I think some you know pretty competitive stuff out of these you know the Kanepis, the Wickmeyers, the uh, the Klebanovas, you know who can you know um, have a lot to gain from this segment really and have hardcore games suited to it. You know there's a uh, you know there there's some girls who hit a pretty big ball. Even a Rizai, for instance, I think can. Make can really do pretty there, yeah. well in there. Yeah, sort of like maybe what Sto- like Stozer did or in this Clacy. I mean, she could even be a you know a presence as well. But uh, yeah, something yeah, like that. Name, that's a name somehow that's gotten yes. lost. I guess her early early loss at Wimbledon sort of put her out of the conversation suddenly when she was really the dominant player through the spring, and she should she should do well uh, here as well. Yeah, big opportunity for her. The other person is, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Semifinal uh, uh, at Wimbledon. Um, Kvitova? Uh, Kvitova, yeah, Kvitova. Yeah. She's, you know, I, I love her game. You know, big left-handed, big left lefty. She likes to serve and volley. She played a very good match with uh, Wickmeyer at the U.S. Open last year, and you know, both of them showed some really some serious hardcore chops. So, I mean, she she's another girl who could do very well here. So, I think, you know, basically when when you take when you remove those top players or some of them, it kind of spells opportunity for for everyone else, not just for a certain segment of player necessarily. So, uh, it could it could get pretty competitive, even though you're always going to wonder. Well, gee, would so and so win this or that event if Serena had been around? If if Justine were in town, yeah, it's hard to know what to make of a, this part of the season. It usually happens like this: is a lot of withdrawals, and then you'll see a new face, a new person, and that's. I don't know whether to. I mean, I like that, but then at the same time, it also seems a little beside the point because you get the feeling that person's not going to be. You're not going to see that person in the final of the U.S. Open. Like with without Serena and Justine. It does bring a, cer- a certain pointlessness to to this part of the year. You know, the upside is that you get to see other people, other people win for a change. Shop Tennis Express for the best selection of top brands with expert service at fair prices. The Tennis Express team is available to help you find the right tennis gear. Shop Tennis Express and find out why their customers call them a candy store for tennis players. Call 1-800-833-6615 or log on to www.tennisexpress.com today. One name um, I can bring up, I don't know if, I don't know what the thoughts are at this point. She's really been out of the conversation for a long time now. Is Melanie Udan, who had that run at the U.S. Open last year. I mean, I don't know if this was just, this is the year that she was supposed to take a step back, kind of know where you can go but down, or if she was even just like a one-hit wonder there. What are your thoughts on her? I mean, she'll probably be playing a lot this summer, and, you know, she'll get a lot of exposure come Flushing Meadows. Depends. I think with her it depends on how much you think. It, you know, how you think she'll do is sort of depends on how much you think the mental game can overcome sort of physical limitations in, in women's tennis. I think that was – I don't think anybody thought that she was going to be the next Serena Williams. Just she's not, she's not tall enough. She doesn't hit, hit big enough. But at the same time, people, I think the consensus was that she could become a – Top twenty, maybe top ten player, based just based on the fact that she doesn't beat herself. So I, I think that's we'll see. We'll see how much, how much, how true that is. If if you know that she doesn't beat herself and that she keeps a sort of mental toughness that that she had last year at the Open, or 
or whether that just won't be enough to overcome overcome any limitations she has. Well, it all starts with confidence. I mean, there's a good reason we haven't heard her name lately. It's because she hasn't won very many matches, and I think she's going to need to win some matches. She, she's going to need to have that confidence going into matches to play her best. You know, one of the things people forget about these mentally tough players sometimes is that the people who are most mentally tough are also generally the most consistent of players. And if they don't have that, if they haven't established that consistency, if they're not feeling like they're performing up to where they should be getting into whatever it is, whether you get into quarters on a regular basis or semis or finals even, you know, I think you need, you need match wins. You know, you need match wins for your whole, all, your whole other bag of tricks, you know, including your mental toughness and stuff to really, to really work at a top level. So it's, it's, a, it's almost a traction issue, I think, with someone like Udan. And, you know, let's cut her a break. It's, it's really not even a year since she really popped onto the radar. She's, you know, big learning experience. She's dealing with with a lot, a lot of different kinds of pressures, a lot more, you know, expectation on her and stuff. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure she's going to have a, a big summer or a big U.S. Open, but I, she's certainly young enough to say, well, you know, let her get her, let her get herself grounded again and, and and really make another push. Yeah, because she really came out of nowhere last year. She wasn't she wasn't like somebody that people had really been talking about, except maybe you know people at the USTA or or, or people who were experts in in. Um, uh, in women's tennis, but there was there was no there was no buzz about here's you know here's the next great women's U.S. women's player. So in a way, she, she maybe she she peaked a little early there, and maybe she'll get this is she's back to sort of normal her normal uh, rate of development. Yeah, experts in slim pickings, right? I mean, you know, if you you're, you know you're looking around saying who do we have? Who do we? Have? Oh, hey, look, Melanie. Udena. How about this girl, Melanie? Udena? She's really coming on strong. You know, no, I mean. I mean, I think a lot of her game, don't get me wrong, but I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, we've had pretty slim pickings in this country. And at this time of year, it starts to ramp up. Well, who's the next great American player? You know, who's going who's gonna to punch through? What, what do we have in a pipeline? Those narratives all happen. What's a little bit disappointing to me, and this is true on both the men's and the women's side too, is that the entire hardcourt season, the whole U.S. Open series, is really starting to kind of, you know, it's looking like people care, players care less and less about, you know, this, this whole concept of a run-up. And it really isn't that way during the clay court season in Europe in March, on the men's side anyway. The women the women are in a very comparable situation. It's more like people are just saying, well, you know, it's really the U.S. Open is what we're focused on. Yeah, we'll play here, we'll play there. But the fact that the whole U.S. Open series, which has a lot of advantages, by the way. I was talking to the Atlanta tournament director today, and they were delighted to get this date. With they're playing there this week, they, they were delighted to get this date because it meant they were part of the U.S. Open Series, which automatically meant Hawkeye and automatically meant television. Now, exactly, you know, how that works in terms of who picks up the tab on that stuff, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the U.S. Open has a mandate that they've got to use Hawkeye at, at all tournaments that are part of the series. But there, there really are, you know, real solid advantages to having these tournaments linked together. And my feeling a little bit is that, you know, the players aren't doing their share of the work to build a series into something. You know, we ought to be going through an, another version of the men's European clay court circuit right about now leading up to the U.S. Open in the best of all worlds. And I don't think it's happening. Yeah, it's true. It's, it, there is a difference between the sort of the energy of the, of the clay court lead up and the, and the lead up to the U.S. Open. It starts a little later. It's only really the European men only come for two tournaments, Cincinnati and and Canada, and but they're, they're, they seem more involved with, with leading up to the French. I, I just get this feeling that after Wimbledon, suddenly the U.S. Open seems a little... The French in Wimbledon really represents the peak of the year, and, and those clay court tournaments lead into that. And this is when some of the guys start to get, I feel like, get a little burned out when they have to come over to the U.S. and, and get, get it back going for another slam. Yeah, with two, I mean, with two months from... Basically two months from Wimbledon to the, to the Open, it does... It, you know, it is a ways away, and maybe it's almost too far away for something like this 
you know, because they expand it so far back up to, you know, this is a starting point. It's supposed to run up for five or six weeks or whatever. But, um, you know, one one player, how this discussion all got started about, you know, players having opportunities is Serena Williams. And and she is, you know, won't be playing in any of these with a, with a foot injury. Um, but there's been all sorts of little wire updates, sort of day-to-day things like, you know, she hopes to play. Her agent says she hopes to play. Or, and then she's on the provisional entry list for the U.S. Open, and it's kind of been a little daily. You know what's what's yeah, a, what's tracks. ailing her now, or what's like happening now. Yeah, each day the the injury and, and the and the time she's going to need need off has changed. She you know she played a match against Kim Clijsters before she had the surgery with, but after the injury, then um, suddenly she needed surgery, and suddenly she wasn't just going to be missing the U.S. Open series. She might be missing the U.S. Open. It it's really difficult to to say and now now it's looking like she's back in the u.s open so it is it definitely is a is a mystery i i wouldn't be surprised if she was, she was just trying to cause a little trouble or be a little mischievous you know upstage the u.s open you know because you look i mean you, you're looking at we know how she felt however anybody else felt about her experience there last year with that controversial football and and all, all the events that that led to and then being fined and being fined, and then, you know, we know how she feels about that. So you got to figure she's thinking, well, here the USA is announcing Serena Williams to head field of U.S. Open women. And she's kind of thinking, well, you know, not so fast. You know, I, I think you guys gave me a rough deal last year. And so maybe, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm going to be a little bit coy here and not really uh, commit entirely. I mean, it sounds kind of Machiavellian, but, you know, it's and it's also, you know, it's a little bit of people sometimes have a little bit of a troublemaking instinct. So, you know, she could be thinking, well, you know, why don't I just throw a little monkey wrench into their into their works here because, you know, they seem to have, you know, forgotten that uh, that that uh, my reaction to what they did to me in, in light of that incident, incident wasn't very positive. So uh, let's make them twist in a wind a little bit. Yeah, she's doing it to us. We have her on the next cover of um, Tennis Magazine for the <laughs> oh U.S. Boy. Open. in New York. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, it hasn't been the first time. I can't imagine she won't play, though. I think she'll play. I yeah. think she'll play. I think that's kind of universal. Um, just before we go, I just wanted to give a quick mention to Essential Tennis. This is the number one tennis instruction podcast on iTunes. We uh, talked with them before. would like to check out their podcast. Once again, it's called Essential Tennis. It's on iTunes. Hey, maybe we should get these other people with all these things like weblogs and stuff to write us, write us and ask us for a mention. We could... Yeah. Do a little shout outs, you know, right? Go I mean, on. tennis fans love this stuff. I mean, uh, whoever's listening to this podcast, you know, there's the re- there's a reason they're listening to this podcast, and it's kind of like a, all things tennis all the time. So, why not? Yeah, we're all we're all diehards at heart. So, anyways, we'll be back uh, next week uh, with Pete Bodo, Steve Tigner, and myself once again. Thanks for listening again to the Tennis dot com podcast. And remember your and remember your sun protection. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Tennis.com podcast, presented by Tennis Express, the tennis industry's retailer of the year. For more news and information, head over to Tennis.com. Thanks for listening.